been a while, John. It's been a while. I know Chris hasn't had to go get his girlfriend during a show. Yeah. But uh, I've done two, pulled pork yet again. You know, I said I wasn't happy with my first time doing pulled pork. Did it a second time. Higher heat, you know, just uh, for a shorter period of time. Just because I, I don't mind smoking. But I don't want it to be over... I don't want it to be over eight hours, basically. Like, eight hours is kind of my limit. Okay. When it comes to smoking. Which, but that's but that's smoking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, barbecue smoking. You know, that's that's why I kind of went with the Kamado Joe as well. Because, see, I can go higher heat. It will still impart the smoke and the flavor. And then I can just basically be barbecuing, you know, to finish it off. Roasting it and it, uh, to finish off the the meat instead of just sitting there manning a pit all day. Um, so yeah, uh, this, this cook. And that's cook. why I love <laughs> to set it and forget it. Yeah. But you still got to wake up and put the meat in and set it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But it, in all honestly, uh, I could do it overnight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, could you know, trust I, it. I, I, I could, I know that it's going to hold temp. I feel the hopper up with enough pellets, it'll run. But checking on your meat is half the fun of yeah. barbecuing. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, uh, you get to want to watch it get crispy. You yeah, know? get get those get those nice ends. Um, yeah, I I liked how this turned out. I also went fat side down towards the heat to because people are you know there's. With the Commando Joe people, the uh, and the Big Green Egg people, um, also Acorn, whatever you know, the Commando style uh, grills. There's a big debate whether or not to have fat on top, so that way the fat renders down, or flip it, have the fat side underneath, so you're actually protecting your meat from the higher heat, the higher gradient heat. I really enjoyed how the meat. Came. I thought I got a more even cook fat side down than I did the last time. I still had a couple tougher you know, like sections where it was just a thicker piece of meat, and that's because probably because I'm not doing what I should be. I'm not wrapping it all up. I'm not like tying it to make it a more uniform piece of meat, I guess. But when I got the pork shoulder, it looks pretty you know, it's a pretty big block. It's just a block. Yeah, it's a block. It, yeah, it's not going to do too much else. And uh, uh, all it, barbecuing, especially on a new machine, is all just the tweaks, the things mm-hmm. that you need. So maybe you needed higher heat for longer. Maybe you yeah. needed lower heat for longer. And like you said, you didn't want to be out there forever, but maybe an extra hour on there, mm-hmm. and then an extra hour letting it rest could have been it. Yeah, I, I don't. Eight hours is kind of my li- is kind of like my limit. If I it goes eight to nine, I'm usually okay. Ten is where I get impatient with it, and I'm like, okay, this has got you know, I'm just going to kick this thing up a couple, de- you know, just to get it over time. You know, that's if I'm looking at it's going to go like past nine hours. That's when I'm going to start you know thinking about at the seven hour mark, like oh, this is going to take a while longer. That's when I'm going to start wrapping it. And doing everything else I can to just speed up the process, um, but yeah, I didn't have to wrap this one. I did the foil boat just because, again, 
was afraid that the underside would get too cooked, too 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 burned, even with the pack cap down. Um, but no, I, I, it came out really succulent. I like the flavor a lot better. I just did the salt salt uh, base overnight, and then rub like as I was letting the fire come up to temp. So maybe the rub was on there sitting before it hits the flame, like uh, thirty minutes. Sure. And, I, and I thought I got a just as good of a bark, if not better bark, this way. Um, get did get some crispy bits. Did get a variety of texture which i kind of want when i'm doing pulled pork i don't want everything just to be mush um but kate has also said that from now on once i take it off before i pull like try to eliminate that back cap just like cut that right out and don't have it get Uh, yeah let that get mixed in yeah i i totally would agree um i found in the couple times that i've done pulled pork that if you don't do that, if you don't, or when you're pulling it, you mm-hmm. just kind of yeah, take it out of the mix. Mm-hmm. It is. It gets too fatty. It gets too greasy. And then reheating it, like when you pull it out, you just have this chunk Jello. of gelatin <laughs> fat in it. And it's... <laughs> you're like, who put gelatin, jello in my... Uh, it's no fun. Yeah, like... I have no problem... To me, the meat tells me when it's done. Okay. I watch those temperatures, and like when I smoked the turkey for Thanksgiving, everything was temping way too high, too fast for me, and I was like, I got to I'm gonna turn down the turn down the temperature on this because mm-hmm. it's gonna be way too it's gonna be done way too soon. Uh, We were having everybody over at four, and it was going to be, the way it was cooking, it was going to be ready at noon. I was like, I'm not going to have my turkey sit for... Not three hours. Yeah, three hours, you know. Um, So I had to play around with it that way, but I also, again, smoking, there's no 100% science to it, because this year I could smoke a turkey and put it on at the exact same time. And I'll be just taking off at 4 o'clock. Like, there's just yeah. something about every... The bird, the temperature, the this, mm-hmm. the that, everything. Um, but, yeah, I've I've gotten up at 4 o'clock in the morning for brisket. I've mm-hmm. gotten up for pulled pork. I've gotten up for smoking a turkey, smoking, uh, smoking my hams. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's fun, Paul. Like, it, this year for... for um, like Easter or something, mm-hmm. get your get your pork butt, debone it, take the bone out, mm-hmm. roll it up. I have netting. I'll give you some netting. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, put it put it in the netting, tie it tight, brine it for about two three days, um, mm-hmm. and then pop it on your smoker and smoke it. And it's like the, one of the best hams you'll ever have. Like it's just delicious, um, and it's. It's relatively easy, and think about what you spend on. Oh yeah, a ham, and then think about what you spend on a pork. Like <laughs> it's, it's like, oh yeah, there's no problem. Yeah, pork shoulder. I spend like maybe fifteen because I'm getting about eight pounds, like fifteen to eighteen bucks at the grocery store. Um, and that's why I've been like, yeah, hey, I'll try pulled pork again because it's yeah. like it's nothing, and you got nine meals yeah. with it. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like it. 
I know it turned out better and Kate liked it more because we didn't end up freezing any of this. Like, it was eaten. Like, we... Yeah. Like, we're eating it. It was... And also because it came out at a decent time for that first dinner where it was, like, I'm pulling it. It's still, you know, after resting for an hour, it was still warm and hot. And, like, as I was pulling it, Kate kept on going in for more and more. And I'm like, okay, we should put this on a plate. Otherwise... Yeah. We're not we're going just, to eat anything else except for this. We're just going to be two hobos eating meat from yeah. a pan in the in the in the kitchen, uh-huh. which yeah. is fine. Yeah, it's just that we had sides made up and ready to go that we weren't leaving the pan for to go eat. So I'm like, let's actually dish this up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I. It, everything takes tweaking, and you might mm-hmm. figure out. Because you just got to play around with it. That you can... I can... Wipe my hands of it. I can do a pulled pork in five hours. You yeah. know? And you do it higher. But in doing it higher, maybe you're... Smoke. Yeah. You're not going to get as be- bunch of a bark because you got to fully wrap it. You know? Mm-hmm. You're going to fully wrap it, put some juices in that, and steam it more than anything. But you can always steam it and then put it back on... Put it back on and get everything to kind of crisp up yeah uh yeah i woke up woke up before seven got everything all prepped and ready got the pulled the shoulder on the grill at like 750 pulled it off around three so it was ready by four you know did the full you know the foil wrap and then towel and then i don't have a cooler big enough that I, and I don't even care if I have a cooler big enough. It's just so easy just to put it all in the oven in a tray. And I'm like, I might as well just. What's what's the difference between it being in an oven and a cooler? You know, it's just trying to hold the heat. I think in it, right. I think you will hold temperature better in a cooler because it's a smaller space. Smaller space, and it's. I think it's more in. It's a. A different insulation than your oven. Okay. I, I, I honestly Maybe. I I can't believe when I put a brisket or a pork butt mm-hmm. or whatever into my cooler and it'll be in there for two, two and a half to three hours mm-hmm. and I open it up and it's still hot on my hands to touch. Yeah. It's like, whoo, just this thing didn't cool down at all. But when I'm doing that, I'm not actually looking for it to, like, keep its temp. Well, maybe I should. Maybe that's one of my problems, why yeah, I have yeah, to. Or you you should. You because should. I'm not letting it keep you, that temp for that full time. I'm looking for it to kind of cool down and get ready for me to eat. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, yeah. let's go. <laughs> I mean, it It definitely cools down, but it stays. Mm-hmm. It, rela- it's cooking. it relaxes in it loosens up and it lets it all kind of shimmy out for the barbecue party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want it to relax, and that's what I'm looking forward to do. I, You know, just like when I take steaks off the grill. Yeah. Like, I'm just letting it sit for five minutes, not because I'm looking for it to cool down or continue cooking. Yeah, you want all the juices I just want it to, to go, yeah, to, to relax to and re- get back. Yeah, yeah, to re I'll, uh, we'll see if I can, uh, at some point, walk out with a beer cooler, because uh, I yeah. right now I have like nine of them in my department. So, 
<laughs> so uh, if I'm able to, uh, I'll throw you a. Uh, I'll throw you. That one looks stented. There's one over in the corner that I'm sure looks yeah. stented. You, you know, can't put that out it, next year. It just it looks... might say Stella. It might say Coors. It might say uh, Jack yeah. Daniels. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All I know is that the, it looks like a hobo would yeah. get out of it. <laughs> I mean, I have I have a Sierra Nevada cooler that is dedicated to, <laughs> dedicated just for my barbecue, and I open it up, and it smells of barbecue past. It just is permeated into that plastic now that you're like, whoo, smoky to goodness. Yeah, that's that's what I don't want to do to any of our coolers here because we have three coolers and I don't want to like ruin one of them yeah. yet. I'm sure I'm sure the uh what is it the Playmate blue one because it's blue and not red, you know, the classic it's not the classic red, it's the blue one. Kate wouldn't mind if I ruined that one because it's like, well, it's blue. It's not classic. <laughs> um I vaguely understand what you, I like I know that I didn't know that that is like a sought after cooler. I don't know if it's sought after. It's like when you go to a party and they have solo cups but they're not red solo cups and you're like, "Huh. I didn't know they came in another color." <laughs> it's getting colder. I do want to get out there, you know, I've been trying to smoke at least once a month. It's, it's going to be I got out there did my uh, pork butt or pork shoulder uh, early October, but man, it's been so cold. Yeah, but and this rainy. weekend, man, it's going to be in the seventies. I know this weekend is good. It looks good. I didn't have any plans to smoke this weekend. Kate has a full lineup for the weekend: horse lawn walking, you know, going to horse lawn, doing all this other stuff. We, I didn't purchase any meat, but and I'm like, I don't want to do pulled pork again. This is the. But this I is still am not at the point when I want to do a brisket, where I'd, I don't want to invest yeah. in a brisket yet. But either. this is the greatest, like, this is a good time, like, uh, buy a chuck roast, season it, cook it like you would a brisket, three, four hours cook. Like, mm. quick, easy, done, um, pulls real, it pulls really nicely, you know, like, it's a nice meat to, to smoke. And it does. It, I do like a. Ch- I usually get a chuck for a. Um, what is it? A slow yeah. cooker. The slow cooker meal um, with Edmund Fit, uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. So I mean, you can kind of do the same thing. You can put a nice, uh, nice seasoning on it. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper, garlic it. Whatever you want to do. Put it on. Smoke it. Give it a, like a hour to maybe two hours. See where your temperature's at. Wrap it. And like I say, beef fat, uh, and and butcher uh, and put the beef fat and, on and butcher it. paper, mm-hmm. and then put it, keep it on there, and um, yeah, let it sit and it pulls beautifully. It's it's you you're not necessarily going to cut slices, but you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can you can pull it and have a sh- nice, really nice shredded beef, which is going to be completely different than a pulled pork um but you can mm-hmm. slice it and eat it like um eat it like a brisket like like yeah. um but yeah it's and again it's not a huge i'm taking up my whole day cook mm-hmm. so uh that yeah good. look up i mean bills the bills by week yeah. this week no no sunday plans so three spent instead of spending three to four hours watching a football game 
spend it out on a grill might not be. Yeah, bad. I mean a chuck. Uh, chuck is you know what, ten to ten to twelve yeah. bucks. I mean you could even if like mm-hmm. if you're just looking for a quick meal for you guys, a smaller one will cook up even faster. But that's definitely one you want to have the thermometer in and monitor that temperature and know, like, when this hits 150, I need to wrap it and put it on till it hits 200 or 190, you know? <clears throat> so, so what I'm hearing from you is you don't get impatient with your cooks. The only times I got impatient was when I did not plan accordingly and my meat is taking longer than I thought. Because there was a time where I was like, okay, this meat's going to take eight hours, two hours to rest, I'll put it on at this time, and then I do that, and it's not ready to come off when I want it to, and I need to cook it longer. That's the only time I've ever gotten impatient with it. So now I plan, okay, if I want it to come off for dinner at this time, I need to have a bigger buffer window to make sure it's done ahead of time. And I know I'm going to put it in my cooler and it'll hold temp and yeah. be perfect. So, <clears throat> no, I if I'm going to cook, if I'm going to spend my time cooking this mm-hmm. meat, I will spend that time cooking the meat because the meat tells you when it's ready. You can't right. force it. You can't force your will on an item cooking. <laughs> right, right. I, I sit there and I'm like, I'm going to keep on up in the te- 10 more degrees. 10 more degrees and I'll wrap it. I'll wrap it. And I'll give it 10 more degrees. You know, every like half hour I might be like, okay, check the temp again. Okay, where are we at? Okay, is it climbing? Is it climbing? It's not climbing. All right. I, I get impatient. Yeah. And when you're, when you're impatient, Paul, you're not putting the love into your meat. You know, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta cook with that window and just know, like, sometimes it's going to take longer. Sometimes it's going to be fast. You know, it's going to cook faster. And there is no rhyme or reason. When I cooked my, when I cooked my big brisket, Mm -hmm. I pulled it off the smoker like two hours before I was planning it take to do it because it was it was just ready and i was like i spent all this money the temperature is telling me that it's done i probably could have left it on a little bit longer and it probably it would probably have some of the fat in between the two pieces could have Mm -hmm. melted a little bit more but i spent a hundred dollars on a on a a big prime piece of meat see and you did the full not the no i did the full or the it was yeah i have not i've never done a full because one i've never had the real estate on my grill to fit a yeah now i have the real estate and now i have the fear of god in me to to not want to spend the money on yeah uh what what does sam's what do you use for your thermostat what, what what kind of thermometer are you using? So, or, uh, with my... You got one that... With my Rectech, I have two that plug right into my computer. And I put I can two, put the two probes into two different meats or put it in two different sides of, the, of one meat. Hmm. 
both register the things and they cook. I mean, they're, I usually check them and calibrate them. Um, and then if I'm just doing a, eh, I just said we have with those electric ones that you can put in the oven or I'll put in that and just have the, yeah. the box next to me and keep track of my temp that way. Yeah, I have the, uh, you know, yeah, the like one from Amazon that I can, there's two probes. One is, you know, for the, I like to use it for the ambient air in my grill just because, like, I, when I first got my uh, Commando Joe, I didn't realize, I, I didn't think to, like, double check the calibration of the actual probe that's inside yeah. the dome. And it that was, you know, both probes were giving me wildly different <laughs> stuff and i calibrated the dome and yet this last time i did pulled pork i was getting wildly different um temperatures one the dome is you know it's literally like maybe a half foot away from where my where the actual grill is sitting yeah. you know where the food is sitting too so i can almost understand that but the whole point of the Commando Joe slow roller is to disperse that temperature, that heat and smoke up to the dome first and then down to the right. So, but you have a thermometer sitting mm-hmm. in your garage where temperature is continuing to fluctuate. So that thermometer is constantly moving. So oh, okay, 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 it's okay. constantly, no matter, you know, it's 50 degrees at night, you're, mm-hmm. the thermometer is going to read it's 50 degrees in there. And then during the day, it's 70 or 80, and it's going to keep moving. So every time that moves, the calibration is going to become mm-hmm. off. So mm-hmm. to be frank with you is you probably need to calibrate that almost every time you cook, every especially day. if you're a month yes, in between cooks and the temperature mm-hmm. is widely changing right now my uh, i will say that the thermostat on the dome doesn't actually it, it doesn't register anything until like 100 degrees <clears throat> okay I, hey but that won't but but the, but that wouldn't matter because it still would need to come off the that like the dead zone a little like it doesn't there's no real dead zone to a thermometer right like it isn't like Oh, it's not high enough, so I'm not going to move. I'm still assuming that there is some... Yeah, I don't play there. I don't don't know. know. We used to calibrate when I... I mean, back in our deli days and my my pizzeria days... We'd calibrate every day. We'd calibrate every day. You would check it every day, and Mm -hmm. you'd have to get that little wrench out and... Until it's like, Mm -hmm. hey, digital, baby... What's nice about the calibrating on those was it was a glass of ice yeah. water. What's a pain on this is I got to unscrew it all, take it out, boil water because, like it's I said, hundred degrees. You got to get to at least a hundred. So I got to get. What's nice is it have the Celsius, so I don't need to remember the boiling point of water at Fahrenheit. I just go one hundred degrees Celsius, right? <laughs> and whatever that is Fahrenheit, awesome. It's what two twelve. I don't know. Why would I even say yeah. anything? It's a crazy number just to throw out there. Boiling point of water at Fahrenheit. Now I'm kind. Of, now I'm interested. <laughs> see if I'm because I should remember it from the last time I calibrated this, which was just two months ago. Well, boiling. 
isn't it just a? Uh, it's. No, go ahead. It, it's uh, two eleven. So you're close. What you said two twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that's if you're at, you know, the standard pressure, and all that jazz. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you just gotta. It's it's a time game, and you can't beat the clock. You can't beat the meat. It's mm-hmm. gonna tell you when when it's ready. And like those those people that are like that are so skilled at smoking that they can just be like, boop, 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 touch it and be like, ah, the fat's not right on this. I'm not going to wrap it. Or those people that like, oh, is your smoker hot enough? And they just put their hand over their smoker and they're like, no, it needs more time. It needs more heat. Like those people who are, they live smoking every day and they're pit masters and Mm -hmm. all that. Those people are on another level than just amateur smokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have to say, with my little Weber grill, that's how I check the temperature to whether or not, to know whether or not I'm ready to put my steaks on. It's like I know if I hold my hand about an inch above where the grill is, if I can count to three without moving my hand, it's not ready. If I go one, two, ah, it's ready. ready. <laughs> it's ready. Put them steaks them on. Steaks on. Enjoy them steaks. Uh, yeah. But hey, guys, this has been another episode of The Barbecue Boys. Uh, if you like these little bits or you got questions or comments about barbecue, obviously neither one of us know shit about it, but we might know more than Chris. <laughs> uh, what is barbecue? That's a good question. Like, what is the entomology entomology of the word barbecue? Uh, We would have to ask an English professor. Hmm. I don't know. I was going to Google it, but now I'm going to go ask my English professor.